When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reaction Time, courtesy of our friends at Fairway. We had a week off, so excited to be back at it. It's a little late in the week, um, so thank you to Ben for being so accommodating, but I had a work trip. I was in Atlanta, which I was thinking about this, Ben, um, when I was on this trip last year, I think we we found a way to record like in the middle of my work day, and I know I did this for the trip I have next week. But I remember I inter- I did this podcast with you in like a random conference room where staff kept walking in. So just a fun reminiscing of all the weird places I've recorded this podcast, <laughs> being on the road for my day job. But um, yeah, Ben, how are you doing? We're back at it. It's a Friday morning. Yeah, yeah I remember that. That was... It worked. It worked well. I'm doing well. <laughs> like you said, it's a Friday getting ready for the weekend. We got a really fun wrestling weekend coming up. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state Friday is going to be senior night against Oklahoma. Obviously this isn't the last home duel of the season, but the actual last home duel of the season, Illinois is the beauty and the beast event, which is where wrestling happens on one half of the Hilton floor and gymnastics happens on the other half. And they haven't done that since Arizona state. And I think, 2017 and that maybe it was before then even it might have been 2016 uh and that was a really fun event that was i think my first year first or second year i was covering the team and really cool event that was the last time that it happened but i'm excited for it to make a comeback anyway long story short that's not gonna be senior <laughs> night because gymnastics is also happening and so it was between oklahoma oklahoma state and the coaches picked to have it on the friday friday night against oklahoma so get out support the seniors it's a really impactful senior class i think marcus coleman obviously being the headliner of that but you also got guys like sam skyler who's really made an impact in his two years in Ames. even guys like joel divine isaac judge they saw Matt time. They were they made an impact on the mat. Even this year, Isaac Judge isn't wrestling as a senior, neither, neither is Joel Devine, but they're still good 
partners in the room for guys like Kreiser and Marcus Coleman who are at their similar weights. So um, impactful senior class is dresser's first class, if you will, especially with Marcus Coleman. So um, yeah, it'll be fun to send them out on Friday. Which if you are attending the duel, they are honoring the seniors after um, the duel. So make sure to stick around and catch that. Cause yeah, it's like you said, it's an impactful season. It's, I think as people graduate, it makes me stop and think of how long we've been covering this, the team. And I mean, yeah, Marcus Coleman sit, what did, what did he say? Six years now? Six years. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, he doesn't talk much about how his body hurts. So at least he's feeling good. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is unusual. I remember Willie Miklas's sixth, seventh year, whatever his last year was, <laughs> he was talking about how much he, his body, his body felt it toward the end. Willie Miklas did. Uh, so yeah, Marcus hasn't complained about his knees or his hips as much or ankles. So he's got that going for him. Uh, yeah. Good for him. You know, it's funny. We mentioned Willie Miklas so much and I'm sure Willie did not graduate thinking his legacy would be about how he wrestled at until such an old age. And now it's a, a norm. <laughs> it, yeah. COVID made it the norm. He was a, he was a trailblazer. He, uh, he's an assistant coach now at Michigan state. And I actually caught up with him, I think just last week and he is thriving. I asked him how coaching's going and he said, I still have a job. So all the best of Willie. Glad Iowa State seniors aren't feeling the way Willie was saying he was feeling though. So um, with me having been gone this week, shout out to Ben, who even though you retired, I think you secretly still want to be just as involved, Ben. You just get to do it with like less pressure. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I get to show up to media availabilities <laughs> and then I don't have to write about it. Uh, so yeah, no, that is the best both worlds. I went to media availability. Uh, this week, talked to Coach Dresser, Marcus Coleman, and Sam Schuyler. And I think one of the big things that we talked about, and it, it, the biggest thing we talked about, was Marcus Coleman's career path. And it being Senior Night Friday, I think it's a great time to bring this up. This is a Ames kid, as I'm sure almost everyone listening to this knows. And I was actually in the wrestling offices when Marcus Coleman committed to Iowa, former coach, um, Kevin Jackson for a story I was doing. And he's like, hold on real quick. Marcus Coleman and his family came in the wrestling offices and they went to a different room than when the one that me and KJ were in. And all of a sudden I just hear cheers erupt from the room next to me. KJ comes back in and is like, we just got Marcus Coleman. And he told me that Iowa was making a late push to try to get him. So this was a huge recruit and a huge get for Iowa state, um, at that time. Now, unfortunately that's, um, that staff was fired after the season, Kevin dresser comes in. And one of the first phone calls he makes was to Marcus Coleman. And I'm guessing dresser knew that Iowa was still making a late push to try to get Coleman dresser calls Coleman says, Hey, your priority for me, whatever, 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 whatever coach speak, recruiting, all that fun stuff. <laughs> and Coleman just says, coach, don't worry. I'm a cyclone. And I think that's, it says so much about Marcus Coleman that he's not even going to entertain another thing when he's committed, he's committed to something. And I think that it showed itself again later in his career when he was a junior during the COVID year, 
Iowa State brings in younger Bastida. And during that time, Marcus Coleman was wrestling at 197, right? Iowa State brings in younger Bastida, this Cuban world medalist. And suddenly, Marcus Coleman isn't the guy at 197. Younger Bastida probably is. And Dresser even said on Tuesday when we talked to him, Wednesday, when Tuesday? One of the days earlier this week when we <laughs> talked to him. Wednesday. Um he was waiting for a phone call from Marcus just saying, Hey coach, I'm old and I'm done. Thank you for <laughs> whatever, but wrestling's hard. And I just lost my spot to younger Bastida and credit to Marcus. That phone call never came. He dropped down to 184. And what Marcus said was the addition of younger Bastida has been the best thing to ever happen to his career. At the time, it didn't feel like it at the time. He said that him and younger were rivals. They did not like each other. They, they had some animosity toward each other, which is fair, probably. So Marcus drops down to weight, and the two become younger Bastida and Marcus, great friends and phenomenal training partners for each other because Marcus is really strong on top, and that's obviously younger's weakness. And no one is faster or stronger in the country than younger, which just makes Marcus's um on mat wrestling like when they're in neutral just that much better defending shots trying to take shots against someone who's as strong as younger bastida who can defend them as well as anyone in the country um so just the addition of younger it could have pushed marcus out and that was a real concern for coach dresser like okay this might dress or marcus might just leave the program it could have pushed him out instead it made him better. And I think that's just a huge testament to Marcus and his commitment to Iowa state. He could have left for sure twice. He could have left when the previous coaching staff left and he could have left when uh, this current staff brought in younger Bastida at his weight, but instead he made himself better because of it. And he's turned himself into an all American last year. And this year he darn near pinned the number one guy in the nation, Aaron Brooks. He beat Aaron Brooks. And he's positioned himself very well to become a two-time All-American as a senior. And to see where he came from as a freshman, which was an okay wrestler who had good <laughs> moments, but then had, you know, a couple of weeks where he had bad moments, to become a one of the consistent staples of this lineup and team is huge for Marcus. Well, and you know... I thought of this as you were talking a few years ago, I was sitting with dresser. I don't know if it was like a, an end of a season thing, or if it was like a mid season, but it was kind of when they were really struggling to, you know, really set themselves apart in recruiting. And I had been asking him, I don't know what the question was, but we were just talking about how hard it is to recruit in the state of Iowa, which is how well, you know, Iowa, obviously Iowa is. And then you and I really kind of, you know, getting those guys that really make a difference for them. But I remember dresser said something along the lines of it's really difficult when you go into a kid's house and his room is black and gold, his gear is black and gold. Like he's been dreaming of being a Hawkeye since he was a kid. And you made me think of that because for Coleman, it was the opposite. You know, he had a kid who felt that way about dresser's program. Coleman probably had 
uh, Cardinal and gold things growing up. And he has said that, you know, this is what he always wanted. It's, there was no doubt in his mind. So he made me think of that parallel of, you know, dresser being on the recruiting trail, you know, struggling with these kids who just want to be Hawkeyes their whole lives. And I mean, he has Marcus Coleman, <laughs> um, which no, it's awesome. And in, I was listening to the interviews you guys did and, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but in, you know, in Marcus's growth over the seasons, he brought up my favorite thing. He said, Marcus was crying at the NCAAs, you know, he'd lost, he didn't get the finish he wanted. And he said, he loves when he sees his guys cry because it means they care. And since that day that, you know, Marcus is crying over that defeat, you know, he is just incredible strides and honestly i know he was at 197 but i think he's a spectacular at his weight right now it was the best thing that could have happened to him which he you know he has said about younger's arrival in the end but i'm glad he's at the weight he is and like you said yeah it's great to look back for them i'm sure from being rivals in the room to they were hand arm in arm smiling last year at the end of ncaa's when they were all all americans so just a feel good story, uh, around these seniors, which I think is really cool. Um, which I guess I can also bring this point up as we're looking at the seniors, you know, bringing up Sam Schuyler, who's also made, you know, a difference. He's been a difference maker in really big wins. I mean, Northern Iowa last year was just insane when he got that final, that final win for Iowa state to come out victorious over you and I, and, uh, Cedar falls, which was so much fun. I took that, Grand picture I love so much. I told Sam he has to sign it for me before he leaves. Um, but what I was telling Ben is that as I was reflecting and really listening to all of what they were saying about, you know, their time at Iowa State, and I'll, I will also say, Sam Schuyler, great interview this week. He tends to give very short answers and not even in a mean way. He's a very colorful person, but he just doesn't have much to say. And he gave such great answers this week. So if you have time, go listen to Sam Schuyler's interview. But I feel like Marcus and Sam are just both very good um, representations of this program's growth. Because you have Marcus, who's been here from the beginning. You have literally watched his growth over the years of being a semi-decent guy, you know, and being the staple he is now, like national staple he is. And he's put in the work. He's always been committed to this program. And then you have Sam who came in as a transfer and really bought into the program in a way that, you know, Marcus didn't. Marcus was in it from the beginning and Skylar saw a vision and he believed in it. And he has a hundred percent been open and honest about coming to Iowa state made him a better wrestler coming to Iowa state. And because of what Iowa state is now, it has transformed him. And so it's just kind of cool. I feel like they're both in a cheesy way, representations of just how far this program has come because Marcus is definitely a top, you know, notch in the bullet list of things that Iowa state has done well to show we are, you know, we're better, we're bigger, like recognize us nationally. And then you have Skylar who truly has transformed. <laughs> so it was, yeah, if you have time, go listen to their interviews. They're really good. And that's kind of my takeaway with these guys and same with the other guys. I don't want to overshadow, you know, Isaac judge has stepped up majorly at 157 before Jason Kreiser took that spot um, in the wrestle offs and same with Joel divine. I mean, Julian Broderson was probably, what matches away from not being the starter over Joel. So they've definitely made, um, they've all made a difference. So 
yeah, it's a special night, I guess I would say. Especially it's exciting because it's against Oklahoma, and then you have Oklahoma State on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a good weekend for wrestling for sure. Uh, Just to touch on Sam Schuyler a little bit more, what he has done at Iowa State shows the growth that a person can have just in a two-year time period. Because when he was at Buffalo, which was his previous stop, he wrestled at 197, and he was a fine wrestler, but not anything spectacular. Uh, He made the NCAA tournament before he transferred to Iowa State, but he didn't do anything at the tournament. But when he got to Iowa State, you could tell almost an immediate shift in his mentality and how he trained. And that's he said that's the thing he was looking for. Buffalo didn't push him, and he wanted to be pushed, and he felt Iowa State would be the place that could push him. And he said that I he was right. He Iowa State has done an incredible job of pushing him. It's not like the coaches are making him do things. It's that the team around him is preparing and practicing and going about their business at such a high level that it it just forces you, no matter if you necessarily want to or not, it forces you to also be at that high level. So what Sam Schuyler has done from last year, he's a national qualifier at heavyweight, like Jackie said, had some really good wins. You and I obviously comes to mind, but he had some other ones too. He's like, all right, this guy might do something. Mm -hmm. And then this year he's turned himself into a top 10 wrestler. He's beat Trent Hilger from Wisconsin. Who's a one or two time all American. He has some other top ranked wins. He's going to get two ranked guys this week uh, in both Oklahoma schools. He's ranked higher than both of them. So I should, I'd expect him to win both. Um, And that's a fun place to be when, you're facing a ranked opponent and you're expected to win. And I think up and down, if we want to talk more about these uh, dual meets this weekend, up and down the lineup, obviously Oklahoma state is Dayton fix who number two wrestler at one thirty-three. there are potential rumors of him dropping <laughs> down to one twenty-five to compete against Spencer Lee, uh, which I don't know why he would do that. <laughs> I was just going to say, why do you want big, to compete against Spencer? How Lee? big is your ego? And yeah, just how big is your ego that you're about to flip flop what your career has been because you think you're going to go in there and beat Spencer Lee. Honestly, I'm not, I'm, an, I'm just going to say it like point blank. Spencer Lee is incredible. <laughs> I don't see anyone beating this guy. I no. I want to see him get his four time titles four-time all-american so i don't know what dayton fix is drinking or what's in his breakfast <laughs> like shout out to i don't know i don't even know who to credit john smith who's given him <laughs> the confidence to be like yep this is the right career move for me so here's the thing dayton fix can't beat roman bravo young who i don't want to discount roman bravo young he's phenomenal but Spencer Lee, I don't I think it's inarguable, is pound for pound the best wrestler in college wrestling. Spencer Lee just pinned number five Liam Cronin of Nebraska in the first period in like 38 seconds. That's the number five wrestler of the guy who's already at that weight. Like I think it'd be interesting if Dayton Fix dropped down, just because I think it'd be an incredibly humbling experience for him. Um <laughs> I was just going to say, do it for the drama, do it for the story, because it feeds my story just watching. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
But talking about Oklahoma State 125 pounders, there's along with the rumor of Dayton Fix mm-hmm. dropping down. Who knows? Again, these are rumors. Who knows if they're accurate or not? But Trevor Master Giovanni from Oklahoma State, their 125 pounder, current 125 pounder, hasn't wrestled in a couple of weeks. And that's sparking some rumors of, you know, is, is he on the team? Is he going to stay on the team? Does he want to deal with the drama of Dayton Fix potentially dropping down or not? Um, John Smith has said that it's an injury is the reason he's not wrestling, but now their backup 125 pounder, um, Zach Blankenship is also dealing with an injury. So it sounds like either Dayton fix is going to drop down to 125 or Oklahoma state's going to Oklahoma state's third string 125 pounder is going to wrestle Iowa state's third string 125 pounder. So that'll be, that's interesting to say. I need, I need John Smith and Dayton Fix to channel Iowa in this moment. And and the dramatics is what I'm trying to get at. Like I want the dramatics. I want I want this duel to not start at 125. <laughs> I want the dramatics of John Smith saying, Dresser, let's not start here. <laughs> Weigh in Let's everyone. Start this thing at one thirty-three. Yeah. Weigh in everyone at one twenty-five, and then dramatically have Dayton Fix just casually stroll over, since you know they're in Hilton, so it's not like they have to yep. walk out and just have them casually come out, because that would just be so entertaining to be part of, because it would just shake up the wrestling world. Not necessarily shake it up, since like you said, the rumors have been flying at this point. We're just waiting to see: it. are they true? Or are they not true? But. And I lied. You have to start at 141 because Fix generally wrestles at 133. So start the dual <laughs> meet at 141, and then it'll just build tension to 125. If Fix comes out, you know he's <clears throat> he's at 125. If he doesn't, okay, you assume 33. But uh, yeah, let's let's <laughs> go back to Oklahoma. Though we'll get to Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma is going to have a tough time against Iowa State. They don't have Agreed. their top ranked guys are in the mid teens. Um, I think 149 more. I forget his first name. He's a he's a good wrestler, but I think Panero Johnson, should, Mitch Moore, I think is his name. No, that might not be right. It's Moore. Moore's his last name. Uh, I think Panero Johnson should handle him pretty easily. And besides that, I'm not sure that another guy is going to necessarily threaten a top ranked Iowa State individual. I think 125 is going to be a struggle for Iowa State, but outside of that, I don't see much of a problem. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, especially when coach is saying that the most like the most severe injury they're really seeing is Corey Kabonbon at this point. And that was something we kind of already knew from just discussing it over the past few weeks. So I would say it's feeling good. So I don't see how 
this Oklahoma duel goes any other way other than in Iowa State's favor. Um, based on Iowa State's notes, I'll throw some fun facts at you guys. The Cyclones and the Sooners are facing off for the hundredth time tonight. ISU has wrestled Oklahoma more times than any other opponent in program history. And then as Andy, the SID for Iowa State Wrestling, shout out to Andy, huge fan, love him. He tweeted out, you know, a throwback really of the last time the Sooners were in Ames, which I don't know. I had not processed how long it had been personally. I don't know if you had, but I had it. Um, it seems that the last time Oklahoma was in Ames was the 2018-19 season. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And Marcus Coleman senior here being honored, uh, had a 17 and 15 comeback win against An Anthony Manchinona, which I think Ben, you've mentioned him before on the podcast. Um, Coleman was trailing 12 to nothing after the first period. So it was a very explosive win in Hilton. And I loved it because so Andy tweets this from his personal account and Anthony Manchinona responds to it and says, I let him, <laughs> 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 which I love when guys can go back and laugh about it and make jokes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Anthony Mantanone is a character. I've had a few back and forth with him on Twitter before <laughs> and it's all in good fun with Anthony. He, he has a good time with wrestling, which is fun to see. He's one of those guys. He was a, a pin or be pinned type of wrestler. Like he went on the, I remember him going on a run at the big 12 championships and he pinned everyone up to the championship. And I don't remember if he won a big 12 title or not, but it was the most ridiculous run I'd ever seen. And he felt really good that weekend. Um, but yeah, that was, I remember that match very specifically uh, that Marcus Coleman Mantanona match, because like you said, Mantanona, he got a takedown right away. Got Marcus on his back. Marcus ended the period on his back, uh, but he was able to fight off the pin and Mantanona gassed himself in that first period. He was, done. I mean, and, nothing. <laughs> yeah. He did not look right for the rest of the match. And Coleman just started putting it on him and putting it on him. And yeah, like you said, it was 17, 15 phenomenal comeback for Coleman. Um, that's, that's, that's a match you remember for a long time. Just, and that was back when Coleman wasn't the Coleman that we know now where Coleman, we know now went to let that happen. He would have won <laughs> that match tended to probably, but um, yeah, really entertaining match. And I was right about Oklahoma's 120 or 149 pounder. It is Mitch Moore. Uh, so I'm proud of myself for that. But yeah, I think Iowa State should handle Oklahoma with relative ease this on Friday. Which I need, you know, as this team continues to kind of reshape itself, you know, you lose some starting guys. I just need Oklahoma to give us, I guess, like we said, we'll, good time to discuss it with the shift in football and really the conferences and how they're shaping up and wrestling is just kind of along for the ride until all these big heads, you know, figure out what they want to do with contracts and TV <laughs> and money. Um, Oklahoma technically is not in the big 12 conference. They've put out the statement that they will apply to be a big 12 affiliate and continue their run in the big 12. 
but I need I need like a good rivalry between one weight. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I need it to come back so that I can be just that much more excited about wrestling Oklahoma. Yeah, but, I'm talking about the application to be an affiliate member for the Big 12. Boy, I don't – Missouri didn't get it right away. They had to wait how many years? 10 years? 11 years? To, to become a Big 12 affiliate wrestling member. I, I think Oklahoma's gonna, they might not ever get an invite. I think <laughs> what what they've pulled is the different than what Missouri, Missouri was fighting for their lives. And <laughs> yeah. they were like, all right, we have, in their heads, we have to do this to stay alive as an athletics program. Oklahoma did this behind everyone's back. So I'm not sure that Oklahoma's gonna get the same niceties that Missouri did. Missouri still had to wait 10 years, a decade. So yeah, I think Oklahoma is going to be in for rude awakening. I don't know what conference they join. I, I, I don't think the ACC is going to let them in. I think they're going to have to go with the, Oh boy, I forget the, uh, the acronym EWIA or whatever that one is. Uh, Eastern wrestling intercollegiate association, something like that. Uh, it's not a phenomenal conference. <laughs> Oklahoma's ears are ringing right now. <laughs> so there, I'm really interested to see what happens with that wrestling program because Missouri stayed relevant. They did. Missouri did a really good job of staying relevant and they were very good. I'm not sure Oklahoma is going to, I'm not sure what's going to happen with them because they don't, like, like we've said, they don't have a top ranked guy right now. They don't have anyone close to a top ranked guy right now. So well, and it's, it's they don't have an anchor, they don't have a cornerstone and they're changing conferences. And it seems the whole program is in a little bit of a flux right now. Well, they're hoping, I'm sure that Stephen Buchanan is the answer to that, which yeah. now in the grand scheme of things, I'm sitting here thinking if I'm Stephen Buchanan and I'm seeing that, you know, what's coming for just athletics for Oklahoma is very interesting for him to have made that move. I guess now that I'm, I'm looking at it from this perspective, but Big question mark there. Like I said, the, the wrestling community is just along for the ride until someone tells us what's happening. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, yeah, you were exactly right about that. But Sunday, I'm pumped for Sunday. Iowa State hosting number, you said number 10? Number 10, yep. Coaches rankings. This is going to be good. John Smith. I love when John Smith comes to town. I I'm not shy about my... Love for John Smith. I mean, how can you not? A storied, very, very good career he had. Um, and obviously done great things with Oklahoma State, but I hate to say, oh, they're having an off year. They are, but I don't want people to think because I say that, it's like it's the only way Iowa State could have beat Oklahoma State. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Which I think will definitely be a topic in some conversations, but... And Dresser said they're going to come in like John Smith hates to lose. And I don't doubt that, but Iowa State's weapons against Oklahoma State's, Iowa State's looking real good. <laughs> they are. The Oklahoma State is going to be favored at whatever weight Dayton Fix wrestles at, whether that's 125 or 133. But outside of that weight, they match up pretty well with Iowa State's guys. But Iowa State's going to be ranked higher at a lot of those weights, so I would expect I would expect an Iowa State win, and I think it'll be relatively close, something in that you know 
18 to 12, 20 to 20 to 12, something in that range, depending on bonus points, 20 to 13, pick a number in that range. Mm-hmm. But I think Iowa state top to bottom is the better team. And I'm not sure that it's that the point, a counterpoint could be argued well, because it's just, I Iowa state has compiled such a good team top to bottom that they have what four guys ranked in the top five and five guys ranked in the top 10. And Iowa state hasn't had that in a long time. That's usually where Oklahoma state is at, but mm-hmm. right now Oklahoma state just has Dayton fix essentially. And <laughs> it's, they have other good guys like Jafeller at 149 is a good wrestler. Um, Travis Whitlake is good. Dustin Plot is very good. So they're going to be favored at 174. Dustin Plot is going to be favored over, um, oh, what's his name at 174 for Iowa State? Julian. Julian Broderson. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he'll be favored over Julian Broderson. But outside of 133, 174, I think Iowa State's going to be either toss up or favored at 125 too. So 125, 133, 174, pretty strong favorites for Oklahoma state. But outside of those weights, I think it's either toss up leaning Iowa state or strong lean Iowa state. Like David Carr is going to put it on whoever Oklahoma state sends out um, at 165. What's his Matthew? Oh boy. Can't pronounce his last name. Olguin. <laughs> He's going to put it on. Oh, that's even Oregon state. That's not even Oklahoma state. Oh boy. There Oklahoma state. Wyatt sheets. Oh boy. My favorite Wyatt sheets. How could you forget Wyatt sheets? How could I forget Wyatt sheets? (laughs) Uh, Wyatt sheets for those that don't know is a wrestler who is not afraid to not wrestle. (laughs) He he doesn't mind wrestling from his knees, uh, backing up. He likes to do those things. And, 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 fairness in Carr's history he has quote-unquote struggled against those guys and by struggled i mean wins those matches four to one instead of 12 to one so this will be i mean really it'll be fun it'll be a good match for Carr to wrestle someone who doesn't want to wrestle or wrestle the way that Carr doesn't want to wrestle it's probably nicer way to say that but uh yeah Carr currently has 44 takedowns this season and has only allowed one. Yep. And the one he <laughs> gave up was on some weird dive roll by a guy in a scramble situation. So yeah, the, even the one he gave up was, it was a takedown, but it wasn't, it wasn't a clean shot that David defended incorrectly. That was a scramble situation that the guy won. So uh, yeah, Carr is very good. If I, I'd like to see Carr really take it to sheets um, make him back up even more than he already does. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm sure you'll love that. I know how much you <laughs> love watching guys who won't mm. wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that, you know, Dresser's really good at talking about this. The, t- the team really hones in on it. You know, the whole, like, we're just focused on the next opponent and they don't overthink the, who it is, what school it is, but you can't tell me Oklahoma state isn't one of those programs you have circled, you know, on your calendar. And I tried asking Metcalf the same Metcalf and I spent an hour together last week in his office. And I, I was trying to probe him about it and it's, you know, it's the same thing. So I'll give them credit where, they're preaching what they're believing it, 
But Iowa State's last Big 12 dual loss was during the 2020-2021 season against Oklahoma State, who was number five at the time. So look at how much the times have changed. And they've lost, they lost 16 to 15. Since then, Iowa State has won 14 league duels in a row. So it's just like one of those, like, you took that sour loss, turned it into what this is. You can't tell me you're not, you're not sitting here and even letting it carry just a little weight. So I just feel like I'm, I'm very hopeful that Iowa state will let that fuel it and just put on a show. Like you said, I hope David Carr, if Wyatt Sheets wants to pull a Wyatt Sheets in that moment, I hope David gets creative and forces him to have to wrestle him. And I'm excited to see younger who currently leads the team with 53 takedowns this season. And I, that's unbelievable for, for 97 pounder (laughs) to lead the team in takedowns is unbelievable (laughs) because most of the time your, your takedown guys are going to be anywhere from 125 to 165, 174. Usually those upper weights, especially heavyweight, heavyweight's the prime example, right? Of a takedown wins you the match in heavyweight. Mm-hmm. But even 197, if you get two to three takedowns in a match, you're doing really good for yourself. And like you said, younger, 53 takedowns. Oh, boy. He's, he's the, something different. If I had the time, I would love to go and compare how many takedowns other 197 pounders have. But other schools, unfortunately, don't don't treat us no. as well as Andy does. And we don't no. <laughs> we don't Iowa have St- access to that. <laughs> yeah, the Iowa State Sports Information Department does a phenomenal job with wrestling. And I have obviously Andy spearheads that. But yeah, because Jackie and I before this podcast, we were looking at the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State sites trying to garner and gather information. They just don't have it. Like they don't have the information that Iowa State has made public. And no. it is Disappointing, especially for a school like Oklahoma State. You'd expect them to be on the ball with um, probable lineups, takedowns, mm-hmm. general stats like that. They don't have any of that. They just have a recap and a preview, and the preview doesn't include the probable lineups. They don't have notes about, <laughs> uh, like Jackie read off earlier, um, last time Oklahoma wrestled Iowa State and Hilton, all that stuff. Oklahoma doesn't have those notes. So shout out to Iowa State. Shout out to Andy for actually, you know, providing information for wrestling. <laughs> this is how we grow. It's These are the facts. These are the, this is the information that, you know, casual fans and people just learning about the sport. This is what, you know, fuels that interest. So it's just very quick hitters, very straightforward. Make Makes our lives easier. Definitely covering the team. Makes my life easier too, as someone who has, you know, and, and you, Ben. Sorry, I discredited you. <laughs> as two individuals have that have full time jobs outside of wrestling, so. But no, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good, uh, good weekend. Um, if anyone is looking for tickets, I know a guy who's trying to get rid of his tickets, and oh, they're good tickets. Yeah, there's a guy in the forums who, um, unfortunately, his schedule just keeps messing with them, and. He provided my friends tickets who got to go to the Arizona State duel, which was really exciting for me because I just love I love getting my friends into wrestling and they're good seats. They were basically sitting like right behind me when I was on the mat. So if you need tickets, a guy in the forums will hook you up. <laughs> there you go. Um I'm excited. What are you looking forward to the most, Ben? I it doesn't have to be a, du- a specific match if it's not. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, 
how much, and I'm hopefully I don't jinx anything, how much <laughs> Iowa State wins each of these by. I think Iowa State should put it to Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma should win two, maybe three matches, and even that's pushing it, I think. So I, I want to see something like 24, 27 to 9 against Oklahoma or even more than that, 27 to six, something like that against Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. I want to see Iowa state separate itself because I think we, I think generally it's accepted that Iowa state is better than Oklahoma state this year, but I want I want Iowa state to really prove it on the mat. I want Iowa state to win six out of the four, seven out of three matches, seven out of three would be perfect. I think if Iowa state wins seven out of three matches, I'd be very happy walking out of there. Something like 20, two to yeah who knows what happens at 125 but <laughs> let's say 22 to 12 that would make me feel really good about what iowa state is doing right now because i like we said iowa state is down to 125 pounders so that's tough to know what to expect at that weight but outside of that i mean i think iowa state is looking really good against oklahoma state yeah i think what i'm looking forward to is probably very similar in that we just, you know, we look at these duels and when you compare them on paper and matchups, we can talk about how Iowa State's favored, Iowa State's favored, you know, and they've shown they can come out. But like you look at a, a match like, you know, Arizona State, they obviously won those heavyweight, the upper weights did really well. But I just, I really want to see it to where they really, really separate themselves. And I think a win over Oklahoma State is going to, be that next notch, right? Like I hate talking about the Penn state and the Iowa doors. It is so great. They almost won. <laughs> yeah. I want to walk out of this duel where you and I come together next week. And we talk about that Oklahoma state duel and it's, they won, they won convincingly and they won where they were supposed to, and maybe even exceed some expectations. And when I say that, I mean, come out with bonus points. So no offense to Oklahoma, but all eyes on Oklahoma State. I'm obviously excited to see these guys get more mat time and guys like Casey Swiderski. We didn't really talk about him or Panier Johnson. You know, I'm excited yeah, to call. see. I'm excited to see those guys. Coach said that Casey had the best two weeks of practice he's had. So yeah. I'm excited to just see those guys continue to get the those matches and. You know, obviously, senior night's always a better bittersweet night. So it's fun to continue to you know talk about how good these guys are which is really exciting to be able to do um but yeah sunday it's where i'm at which this is a hard side note i am so sad that the nfl playoffs didn't cater to us i know right <laughs> holy cow I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to have brock Purdy <laughs> on my computer as i watch the oklahoma state duel yeah no i i wish i could do the same but i definitely can't i'll have to definitely want to capture every moment i can of this duel but I was a little upset about that. Yeah, me too. Like, just put that NFC game before or the AFC game before. <laughs> yeah, for the sole re for the sole reason of Iowa State fans. Yeah, the subset of Iowa State fans that want to watch a wrestling meet <laughs> and also want to watch Brock Purdy. Those couple thousand people <laughs> cater to them. Don't cater to the entire nation. They don't matter. Cater to a couple thousand people that care about Iowa State wrestling and Brock Purdy. <laughs> Which Iowa State Athletics does a really good job of like showcasing all their other athletes. So I'm sure if Brock Purdy does something crazy, I'm sure we'll see it during a 
that's true media break or during yep. something i i'm sure they'll put it on the big screen because they yep. showed charlie kolar's uh first what was it, his first catch or first something t- yeah first catch mm-hmm. they showed during one of the meets so but yeah big weekend final thoughts as we close it off <laughs> yeah i'm glad you brought up casey Swiderski. uh there were obviously injury concerns with him he missed a couple weeks his arm was in a uh a brace kind of when he was wrestling like his shoulder was in a brace and there was he wasn't ranked in the first individual coaches poll which does determine who it's part of the criteria for qualify getting a allocation to qualify for the ncaa championships we'll talk about that when we get there for the casual fans that are confused by the words i just said um <laughs> yes. Swiderski didn't have enough matches to qualify for it. So him coming back, him getting enough matches to qualify, he will be ranked once he gets the matches to qualify for it. Um, and like you said, coach said he's as healthy as he's been. And that's great news for Swiderski because there's, there was some talk about, Oh boy, how healthy is he really? How much is this going to hinder him? So um, it sounds like he's doing really well. I'm excited to see him on the mat and what he can do because, and he's on and dresser said this, he can compete with anyone. He took real woods to the brink. He got a takedown against real woods. He's the only one in that match to get a takedown. And since then real woods has pounded everybody. A terror. <laughs> yeah. So we know how good Swiderski can be. And I hope he is healthy because I'd like to see him at that level again, because he's at that level again, he's a top five wrestler in the country. So uh, hopefully he is healthy because that's going to be something to watch for. I'm glad I could remember that. I just like it. Like we've said, this team's just so good top to bottom. There's just plenty to talk about. And yeah, I don't have final thoughts. Those are my final thoughts. I'm just excited. Even though the season's flying by. I thought about that going into media build. And it's like, it's almost February. And then essentially once it's February, it's March and the season's over. And then we're in Tul- happens. I'm in Tulsa. So yeah, we only got a couple weeks. Le- I mean, more than a couple. We have a month. Two months left. <laughs> we have time. Two months. It's we just... only have a couple weeks left, Jackie. Right. <laughs> Spiraling. <laughs> no, we have time. And this time we have Oklahoma and Oklahoma State ahead. So <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Um, as always, follow along on Twitter. Ben and I uh, tweet during the duels. And I should be, I think, tweeting this time live scores from the Cyclone Fanatic account. So, yeah, follow along there. Thanks for listening.